0: It's podcast day, lovely people. And we've got an awesome one today. We get so many requests for more of our um, Amazing Reasons to be Alcohol-Free series. So we're going to do that today. And we've got two more awesome reasons to be alcohol-free now. I won't say too much. I will say that we lose Ellie for a large portion of this. And when I say lose, I mean to an uncontrollable fit of giggles. So I have to remain calm and mature and composed, as I'm sure you can imagine, while Ellie, you know, brings herself back into the room and sorts herself out. But uh, needless to say, it it was a really fun episode to record. So we are excited to be sharing it with you as ever facebook group is rocking and rolling q a's loads of cool announcements coming up as we move towards our one year anniversary and uh, how is that happening crazy really really crazy but we would love 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 to see you in that group so please follow the link in the show notes and come and join us there okay i'll hand you over to me and ellie see you there oh, hello 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 <laughs> We tried to record this before, but Ellie was screaming into the microphone. No, I
1: just just got very excited. um, (laughs) We're having a quickie. (laughs) We are having
0: a quickie today.
1: (laughs) And and you're invited.
0: (laughs) You're all along for the party. You've got no choice. Um, We
1: haven't, for a while, we haven't talked about the awesome reasons for being alcohol-free. So we're going to revisit that because people keep asking us and we keep bringing you guests, which is awesome, but... We've, we felt the need for a, a little little dive into something different.
0: Yeah, and and so you know, there's a whole series here of these, and uh, I'm not sure what number we're up to. What are we up to, mate? This is like that's I it. Don't put know. me on the spot. Put we've me probably, on the spot and ask
1: me. We've probably done know. three
0: episodes with like three or four like awesome reasons to be alcohol free in them. So you know, this is this is the next set of two or three, depending on how many we get to. Um, but yeah, we're really excited about this because we've been. Uh, you know, we're in our group with uh, the stay stop solution right now. And there's some really cool stuff coming up. And uh, me and Ellie were talking about um, just how, how much of a gift it is to not have to feel like we need alcohol as our, what, how did you refer to it, Ellie? What did you call it? A ripcord? What did you say?
1: Yeah. So I, I always saw it as like that. You pull, you pull the ripcord and you can parachute yourself the hell out of there. So Mm this whole like it's it it's an anesthetic right so it's just it's such a bloody good numbing agent. you don't want to feel something guess what you don't have to the difficulty is it comes along with a whole lot of baggage and it. yeah uh but people what, what I was saying to you earlier is that I think part of the reticence with putting alcohol in the rearview mirror is being afraid to feel your feelings mm. and well what am I going to do then because there's going to come a day it might not be today but there's going to come a day where something in inverted commas bad's going to happen and how the hell am I going to handle it without being able to have that drink to take the edge off
0: yeah it's really mad isn't it over the course of you know from so for many of us you know teens early 20s things that were like oh there's no but right things seem okay and then sort of by the end of our twenties, we can literally almost be afraid to like be there with ourselves. Like often we don't want to be completely alone. We feel like, you know, we, we want alcohol in tow, or we want to be out with people or we want to be, you know, Netflixing or, or whatever it is. like, as you say, like a numbing agent, whatever it is that we're going to be using. Cause we're so, you know, there's that going on, where we don't want to feel the feelings cause we don't know how. Um, and also we're activated all the time because, you know, back in the day, there was like one tiger a week might, you know, you'd be running away from, you know, hopefully not even that, but now there's like a thousand tigers a day out there in forms of emails and all these different things. And the body reacts in the same way as it did 50,000 years ago. And then we're activated. And, and I, from my experience, I know exactly, you know, I've lived like that for a long time. You feel like your heart rates raised, um, and like your mind's whirring and going at going, you know, super speed and alcohol was a was slow down time you know it's literally a central nervous um a cns depressant isn't it so it bring it decreases the amount of activity that's going on in your brain right so it Mm. slows you down um Mm. but it comes at a price exactly like you said Mm. the big bill to pay which is an increasing of the reasons to use that very thing So, it becomes like this kind of like a horrible cycle that we end up in, where the very thing that we feel like is saving us is actually making us a lot, is making it worse. And then, and then, and then we don't clock onto that for a while. In my experience, the moment we clock onto it, then it gets even worse because then we're like, oh shit, like it's alcohol is not helping me. And then, if we're not careful, you know, and then we're just in that spiral, aren't we? So, to be free of that, basically, this is a really positive thing that we're bringing to the table is to no longer be afraid of sitting with yourself and being with yourself and feeling the feelings and to know that it's safe to do that is really wonderful. Uh, It's a journey, but it's such a wonderful gift to give yourself.
1: Yeah, you're right. It's the, at the beginning, it was terrifying for me, the thought of what I was going to uncover Mm. because often we've been either running away from this stuff or depressing it for a very, very long time. And it's interesting what you said about that journey from childhood into adolescence and then adulthood because there's this this key bit where in childhood we're learning to we're learning how to regulate from our caregivers so in co-regulation so the nervous system is adopting a kind of response and when we are unsafe as children it will typically be the freeze response because fight or flight doesn't doesn't work sure. when you're small and vulnerable, and so the nervous system can get very used to that. But it's, it's almost like that's the home from home. It's so uh, it's so automatic. It's so easy to go there. And if I think back to you know the sort of the, the more difficult times in my childhood, where there's no doubt about it, I wanted to escape, and so the freeze response was. Uh, a version of like animal how animals play dead mm. to try and escape a situation and escape danger so i i can i can remember that very 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 clearly and then going into my teenage years where i was then underage drinking going down the beach with you know two liter bottles of very strong cider and uh and the like the the release there when you first you know have your first drink you first the first time that you get drunk, it's like, wow, it, it, it was for me, like just being teleported somewhere else entirely. And the nervous system, like it, it's like the, the hook, and there's, there's nothing else like, well, other than hard drugs, <laughs> there's nothing else like it. So it's, it's inevitable that we get hooked in the way that we do. And then as we go into adulthood, as you say, where th- there's too much overstimulation, we are we have sensory overload all the bloody time and, and it's probably enhanced by technology and the fact that we interact with far greater numbers of people than we would without technology. So we have this overstimulation and an inability to regulate in healthy ways. And so it's like, that is, that is really the only option that we have. And I don't know about you, Sam, but nobody, when I was a kid, nobody taught me how to process my emotion. So it's just one big shit storm. Really.
0: Yeah. And I think I can't remember, it may have been William in his book. So many of these things are William in his book, aren't they? He's uh, the genius, that man, William Porter in Alcohol Explained. Um, it may have been Annie, it could have been Alan Carr. Talk, I, I think it's the, the amount of um, kind of, Cause we all know if you take alcohol after, like I can speak from experience after having a very prolonged period away and you drink it and you have no real reason to do it. And you understand, like you understand what it can do and what it can't do. it It's a very flat feeling. But if you're um kind of like a teenager who hasn't been taught how to regulate, who, you know, for me, it was kind of like OCD stuff going on. Ellie for you, it was something different for someone else. it would be something different. If you have, something that you haven't learned haven't got tools for and haven't mm. navigated that mental health or whatever it might be um then alcohol has like a a use that's useful to you in a way that it might not be for somebody else who just is doesn't feel like that who's yeah. kind of kind of like well it doesn't have the social anxiety for example or something like that so and then it can quite quickly become a like i on reflection i don't think i ever basically from the very very first day i drank ever had a health, like, you know, healthy, in inverted commas, Um, nights drinking, or I always got battered. I'd always take it too far. It was always the way. And yeah, that's really interesting to reflect on that. I mean, I've thought about that before, because when, if anyone, if anyone who hasn't done it, if you stop drinking, or if you're sort of experimenting with moderation or genuinely sit down and go back through the timeline of your drinking and, and figure out what was going on, because I wouldn't have guessed that I had, that things were the way they were as early as they were. So, you know, by the time mm-hmm. I was in my late teens, there was already, this, you know, the writing was on the wall big time. Oh Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. so yeah, I think it's a, it's something that builds up over time. And then as you say, it's really natural that we're, we're in this world where we're, as you say, overstimulated tech and everything everywhere. And then we, and then we end up like wide but tired all the time. Um, mm. Yeah so but you know we were talking this week weren't we because the kind of the theme of the week um in in our program stay stop solution was that we we're, we're talking about like listening to ourselves yourself and um and like the power of knowing that it's perfectly safe to tune into what's going on in your body and be there as a witness um and the more that we do that and the more we learn it's safe and the more our central nervous system learns it's okay to do that the more it becomes like an embodied way of just being in the world um, And yeah. that's a really special thing, and I think the only way to get there is through, you know, the yes. way through is through. You can't get, you can't think your way there. You gotta, gotta feel your way through that stuff.
1: You do, and going back to that point, that that is often what will put people off removing alcohol because mm. they don't believe that they have the capacity to contain these emotions, to feel them. They, they don't have the um, the confidence and that confidence with processing emotion only comes when we actually do it. So the the thing to know is that the longer that you have been consuming alcohol for, the longer that you've drank for, you you continue to reduce your capacity to be able to deal with anything in any kind of a mm. um useful way. <laughs> and I remember just before I stopped drinking being deeply pained by the fact that I didn't have the kind of confidence that I used to, the drive, the motivation. I just didn't believe I was capable of certain things anymore. And in removing alcohol, a lot of that lifted quite quickly because you're no longer in when alcohol has left your system, you're no longer in this, this stupor, this, um, mix of uh additional stress hormones in the body that you just see simply don't need. And the clarity, I remember getting about halfway through the alcohol experiment, just being blown away by the fact that my anxiety had gone and I had this newfound clarity. And I just continued to love the way that I felt and the fact that I didn't have to drink anymore. It was like, it was such a relief. And So that bolstered me on to then start to get into some of the territory. And I knew it was coming. I knew there was going to come a point where I was going to have to face the stuff that I'd consciously and subconsciously been running away from. But I'm a firm believer in it comes to you when you're ready to deal with it. And when you have, there'll be certain channels opening up for you or certain teachers and not necessarily the embodied kind, but there'll there'll be certain things happening in your life. and. It, it does it it feels at at best it feels awkward and uncomfortable and at worst it feels I remember it f- feeling pretty terrified about what what I was going to open up like well it's like this chest sort of like peeking in it and then when I actually opened it expecting it to kind of just go on forever and all manner of things come to me and that initial point of awareness was actually the the biggest part of it. And I think when we know that we can can give ourselves a lot of love and a lot of compassion and remind ourselves that like it's gonna pass, it's gonna pass probably sooner than we expect, especially if we don't resist it, if we just feel our way through it. And as we start to do that, we then find that we do have the capacity we do have the capability and we always have had it. We've just forgotten.
0: Yeah, we've all got it. And I think we've forgotten it. So sometimes it's really useful to have a reminder. So that's what a, you know, a guide or a coach or a teacher is going to do. Like, I think for so many of us, we're like, Oh, why can't I deal with this? Or I should be able to always scared to reach out and ask for help. But it's, we're like, we're not really being taught anything. We're just being shown something that we already know that we've forgotten. Like you say, and so I love that. The image that came to me when you were talking there, mate, was uh, it's kind of like you know, there's this ju- there's this like this ice this iceberg that we're scared to look at, and um, you know, we kind of feel as if oh, I'm gonna have to like get the hammer and chisel out and chip away at this for years and years and years, when actually your awareness is like a, it's like a freaking blowtorch so at the beginning it can it's like it's a bit cold at the beginning you know you're, you're like oh bloody hell I'm chilly but the the more you know over time it speeds up and then your awareness you know that it's really really powerful and you you melt the the bloody thing you don't have to like chip it and it happens in you know in leaps you know it's really really amazing to to experience that and just you know when when we have things going on and we don't know, even know it. You know, perhaps it's kind of like beliefs from when we were younger, or whatever it might be. And we kind of don't know we're there. We try to imagine, like we can't imagine what life would be like without them. So, you know, there there were things in my life where when I first stopped drinking, I was like, oh yeah, cool. I feel pretty free. Like that's done. But there was a load of thinking I didn't even know was there. Loads of beliefs mm. I couldn't detect. And and with every one of them that fell away, there were like layers of freedom that you don't even know are possible. And then the reason that you know that it's happening is not even necessarily that like, you know, like, Oh, well that I, you know, that definitely that belief just left me or whatever. It's like, you just feel lighter. You got less thoughts on your mind. You spend more and more time hanging out in like a centered space, feeling peaceful. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a wonderful journey and um, it's, it really is like, um, I want to honor anyone who's thinking, ah, oh, shit. Like, I don't know if I can go there. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know what to do about it, but if you feel called, like I don't know how much choice you've got at that point. Yeah. <laughs> it gets yeah. coming.
1: Yeah, it's just it's a matter of time, isn't it? Yeah. It's a matter of time. But the the thing to hold on to is just as you described, it's the lightness that comes with it. So all of the things that happened to me or didn't happen to me that perhaps ought to have happened to me, um, like that non, none of that is any different it's still mm. just as it was but the thing that has changed completely is how i feel about those things and the thoughts that i choose to have about those things and the space that i choose to dwell and i i just don't tend to think about it anymore it's like it's it's still there, but it's it's like, um, I don't know how to describe it. It's, it's like a really faint shadow. It just, it has zero emotional charge. And I honestly thought at the beginning of it all that I was going to have to, it was a bit like a mission. I was going to have to complete a series of tasks, possibly with professional help to be able to, in inverted commas, deal with this thing and be able to, Uh, overcome it and I remember most people that know me well know I'm a big fan of Susan Anderson's work and I used that that work early on and I remember doing the the first time it was very emotional for me Mm. and I remember thinking oh right I I feel really proud of myself that I've done this first piece of work and I had this sense I was going to have to keep coming back to it and kind of building on it and piecing together or unpiecing together, you know, whatever the healing process was going to be additive or subtractive. I was going to have to go through all of these steps and I kind of put the book to one side and fortunately I didn't give myself like a, or it will be like three months and I'll have to go back to it. I just left it. And you know what? I've never, I've never felt the need
0: to go back to it. I mean, that's the thing, like it's uh, once things have been seen and, mm-hmm. you know, we can look at whatever, maybe the message is, wow, like whatever it was that happened, I was living in my perception around that. And there are many other ways of viewing it. And like, maybe just that realization or that insight is like, huh. So uh, a thing happened and there's so many different ways that that could be viewed and mm. it's just that insight that allows us to, it's like, okay, message received. Now I'm going to hang up the phone. The thing is, it's just learning to, it's like, if like, I think what we can accidentally do is decide that we decide, oh, this is going to be like a 10 year process of, you know, whatever it might be professional help or, and we keep going back to something. We keep picking up the phone. Yeah. Like, yeah, well, yeah. well, no, it is that you are allowed, you don't have to continue to do that like it you, we can heal we do heal and um the healing comes from insights and i and i think if you if you've hung up the phone too early you're going to figure that out though because like it's going to ring again like and the phone's not ringing for you is it so uh, it's interesting you know who who knows like it's uh but when when they do if 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 we do get the kind of like realization of huh i think there's something that i need to honor here or something that i haven't um something that happened in the past that I haven't like really authentically looked at. If it, if it hasn't burned itself off, then it's, it's going to come up again. So you don't, yeah. have to, and that's yes. safe. That's fine. That's, that's not anything to be afraid of. That's exactly what we're talking about here. Not being afraid of yourself, your feelings, your past, your future, any of that stuff anymore, not to live in. And, and, you know, like a bit of fear and worry, of course it's human. That's natural. What we're talking about here is that kind of gut wrenching visceral fear that can like, turn you to do things that you really don't want to do. Um, to be free of that is a, is lovely. <laughs> it's lovely. It
1: yeah, it's, it's huge. It's hugely empowering and you just, you continue to build more and more strength and emotional resilience. And it's a real, uh, it's, it's just a real pleasure to learn how to metabolize this stuff. And that's, you know, one, one of the things that we were practicing with the group this week was this, you know, like tension and release, how if, you know, we, we, we start to metabolize the tension and then notice what else goes with it. Mm. And as a
0: practice, it can be hugely transformative. Yeah, that's it. Noticing the absence of something is really powerful really, really powerful. Um, yeah, that's such a cool journey. I mean, I, th- I think we could talk about this for hours. Um, and we do, <laughs> but, uh, and, and anyone who knows us knows that we do, um, because it's, you know, it is light and, um, it's, it's such a nice thing, but, um, so that's, that's it. Right. I think that's a pretty cool first, uh, first one for today, like not being afraid of yourself anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and not being afraid to like open the door and actually getting to a point where, Like me and you have said, we're actively kind of looking for a certain kind of, you know, the Phoenix kind of style where you like, you want to go and see a coach or go into some kind of program where you feel like you're going to be a different, you're going to shed some skin through it and and come out a different person. Um, And you know that that's going to be a bit uncomfortable, uh, but not being afraid of that actually being like, I'm looking for that. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's funny because when you're in the middle of that, sometimes it's like, oh, well, I'm never going to do this again. And then, you know, you come out the other side and then it's not long before you're like, oh, yeah, I think I want to go through another evolution. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like a, once you get the bug for that kind of stuff, it's really powerful, right?
1: Oh, yeah. You, yeah. It, this is the edging out of your comfort zone. Your comfort yeah. zone just gets bigger. And bigger and bigger and you have it is the compulsion and we were laughing about that in the group because so many people recognize it you know they feel that compulsion for the the next thing uh you know you can i, I don't i don't think we sit for long in that that lovely feeling of wow on the other side of something we don't sit there for long before we want to blow it all up again
0: yeah, because I think it's what we want to blow up. What we want to blow up is the illusion. It's like layers mm. of the illusion. So you kind of break through one layer and you get closer to the truth. And like you see, like in a, in a, you can, we're never anywhere else. We're always in the truth of who we really are. We're always like in that space of pure consciousness. But there's like layers on top of it that kind of feels like it feels like it puts a distance between us and that space. And when you find something that, peels a layer off um you know that's wonderful that's a really really beautiful thing and then so obviously you know ultimately you know love and the yearning to return to that truth is always going to be pulling us and whether Mm. it's funny because I think for so many people it's drinking alcohol is is effectively trying to get back to that place so like that initial feeling you talk about we melt through the thinking and it's like oh I feel like I'm at peace for a little while or maybe it's shopping or maybe it's food or maybe it's you know, the next job or, and it's interesting when you realize that pattern and then that, that drive becomes a drive for self-development and you're mm. like, and if when and then it's, you have to be careful because that's a dance as well, because you, it, it's easy to become addicted to, you know, the next program or the next, and, and ultimately we're already there. So like, it's always a dance of like getting caught up and then letting go and then getting caught up and then letting go. Um, mm. But I think if you the more and more you surround yourself with people who you truly believe have had some really powerful insights and you sense it in them, you sense that they're living more in the moment, that they're full of love, full of understanding. You know, I think finding those people and hanging out with them is a really powerful thing. Um,
1: it is. And, and that's how it's it, it's immersive, whereas checking out with drink or social media or. Food, it's transient. Mm. Even if you get what you are seeking in in that changing state, it's it's fleeting.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's like everybody on whatever journey they're on, it's different clothes for the same journey. But when you see through elements of the illusion, then what makes sense to you changes. So it's like, oh, okay, well, it's the inner journey now because I've realized that I'm not going to get there through the outer journey of things. So now I'm going to, but yeah, awesome. At risk of talking about this for the next, uh, for the entire podcast. I think we should stop right now. Draw a a line in the sand. Shut
1: up you. Um, Stop right now. Let's go for something light.
0: um, Yeah. Well, do you know what came to me that I thought was really cool? I was sitting there the other day and I was like, it's so cool to be able to be like, yeah, I'm going to do that on a school night. What I mean by that is like not being afraid to go out and do something on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night because you think you're going to take it too far or even like the, not even realising that the reason that you're like, oh yeah, I don't really like doing things in the week, I used to be like this because I didn't want to like, because I didn't want to go somewhere and not feel like I could like get hammered um, mm-hmm. or if I did then I'd suffer the next day for work or whatever but these days, I do what I want i do what I want I can <laughs> freaking Go
1: anywhere, whatever, and I can drive myself home Yeah
0: they're, they're so that's such a lovely feeling like sometimes holidays uh I said to robin the other day i was like ah oh, i think it was about talk come down to see you mate and i was like oh
1: which yeah, hasn't, it hasn't by the way
0: not yet it's happening because for anyone who doesn't know in a strange turn of events ellie lives literally around the corner from where i grew up like literally like we're talking a couple of miles not far and um i was like hmm when we go down there like and I was kind of in old mode of like, oh, it's in the country. And if I'm like, well, yeah, I just got the car. Just do whatever. Doesn't matter. I'm just <laughs> drive around, look at stuff, go for a, go for a pub lunch, have a soda water, drive to the next place. Don't have to like figure out this long, you know, I'm, you know, my dad's not gonna give me a lift, you know, like he used to. He's not gonna drive from Norfolk. It's a bit far. It's like, dad, can you just give us a lift around the corner, please, mate? Um, yeah that's great i genuinely think that's more it's what it's a real really valuable thing knowing that you can just do more exciting things whenever you want and like the the concept of living for the weekend morphs into well everything's the weekend you know Mm. like i might want to get home to go to bed or whatever because i want to treat myself to a good night's sleep but i don't have to be afraid of going out for dinner on a wednesday night anymore bloody great Mm.
1: I had a a lovely little dinner out with my friend a little while ago I don't get to go out very often well neither neither myself nor the husband do but managed to get a sneaky little night out with my friend and it was it was just wonderful to be able to like hop in the car go pick my friend up uh we did, we did have an Austin Powers parking moment though, you know. <laughs> so in Cambridge, it can be a bit tricky for parking. We found this spot, and I spent about five minutes doing that, like ooh, 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 to get into this tiny little space. And we got into it, and I said, "Can you just just check this little sign there? Just check that it's okay because it's after six or whatever." And she's like, "Oh fuck,
0: it's permit holders only." <laughs> so
1: I had to get. Ooh, 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 <laughs> back out of the space. You're, quite
0: good. You're really good at that um, sound effect. That's great.
1: <laughs> just of, on, on Austin Powers, you know where he's in that little truck. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah,
0: I do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, do you think they'd get away with Austin? I don't think Austin Powers would be allowed right now. Oh, you no, I
1: probably wouldn't. There's I don't think it's PC enough.
0: I think they'd be like, oh, no, that's not allowed anymore. And I just
1: had another memory. I'll, I'll come back to that later on. Um, so, yeah, so we had to park, park somewhere else and then a little walk to this
0: beautiful
1: restaurant in cambridge and am i allowed to shout them out because they're very good
0: what, what i mean why wouldn't you be allowed to mention the name of a restaurant on your own gonna,
1: podcast i
0: think they're gonna hunt you down what what is it mcdonald's i'm joking what's the name
1: it's called tower
0: oh oh no i don't i don't know what that is um it's it's beautiful
1: indian food delicious very healthy oh just lovely and a very good selection of alcohol-free drinks. And it's near the station for anybody that's
0: visiting. What's it called? So, tabba. Tabba. <laughs> tabba. What is it? <laughs> you know me, I just remember general syllables and sounds. I don't remember words. What? My, my accent's terrible. Tabba. Tabba. Tawa. <laughs> anyway. You're making some really weird
1: sounds today. <laughs> Well, this is because i am feel a bit delirious because i'm not very well but anyway so back to the story it was wonderful visit the place it's gorgeous but it was just so nice to just spend some time with with my little friend just the two of us chatting and then i did i was uh, how little
0: is your friend
1: she's not that little she's just lovely and yeah. so we, we had our lovely dinner, and then I got all excited because I'm in the car and I can do what I like, and it's the weekend, even though it's not. It was midweek, and so I was like, "Should we? Should we like go right into town now?" And she's like, "We're ready for bed," because she's had a cocktail by this point, so she's probably feeling this, the sleepiness set in. I was like, oh, "Come on, let's go into town."
0: That's so I dragged
1: her, dragged her into town and um, dragged her into town to go to I wanted to go to the Ivy because the Ivy do a very nice cocktail mocktail cocktail and with liars wonderful amaretto, uh, fabulous amaretti sour so I was I was all up for one of those so we drove right into town found somewhere else to park and had a little walk down there and uh, and it was empty right and because w- we looked through the window first and so we said, oh, can we just go and have a drink at the bar, please? And she uh, uh no, the bar's closed. And we're like, look at the window. Like, there's, no, there's nobody in there. And there are people serving. So we didn't get our, our mocktail. But, but we had a little walk home, and it was very nice. Got a bit of exercise, digested our dinner, and then I got to drive her home and me home. And it was lovely.
0: Very nice. Sorry, I was I was making this weird sort of uh hand i was saying your your bit your mic's a bit loud mate that's all i was saying so i don't know what's going on today it seems to be uh anyway yeah it's so nice it's so nice and um i really think it's a big thing and yeah i mean how nice to just sort of be able to go out and just get in the car whenever you want and um and like it made me realize i think i may have spoken about this before but when i was in when I was in India, we did we went to go and watch the end of a marathon really early in the morning. Um, it's a long story, but I'll tell the short end as weird well as it sounds. We went to White to be there for the end of this marathon, didn't take part in the marathon. Um but then at the end of it, this just like party erupted in the street at like nine or ten in the morning or something. And it just erupted out of nowhere. And it was like, well, why not? Because it's just like partying is just like a state of being you just like turn it on and, and go wild and then like you know, go about your day it, it it doesn't require a substance or a drug or a certain set or setting it's just a yeah i'm just going to be in this state and it was so full of so much joy and so fun and it was really like wow Wow, this is amazing because I think for most of us, when we were, if we we're thinking about kind of like um, like a Hindu wedding or something, you know, that goes on for days, or like you know, so perhaps like religious festivals around the world that don't involve any alcohol. I think to a lot of people this side of the planet, they kind of be like, well, you know, is that you know, but think like the the music and the food and the colors and the sights and the sounds and the smells and the chats and the, you know, it's like um, it's so unbelievably rich and. I mean, I'd really encourage some to do that. It's a really great thing to do if you've if you've never been to on holiday somewhere or visited somewhere.
1: Suggesting people should get crashed somebody's wedding.
0: (laughs) Although you can do that. We did. I have done that at least twice in my life. Not gate crashed. I've been invited randomly by someone. (laughs) Would you like to come to our wedding? Um, Yeah. okay. And They're swingers. Normally. Normally, I wouldn't go to someone's wedding if they weren't a swinger. No, um, so, so anyway, this is weird. What was I going to say? You've totally thrown my uh, my mind off now.
1: You're talking about your swinging Swing. tendencies, Sam. <laughs> yeah,
0: I do like swings. We were at the park the other day on the swings, um, but Did you, you weren't you know allowed. To-
1: about pampas grass,
0: or <laughs> <laughs> hang on a minute, hang on. Was there a chain of before we start talking about pampas grass? um <laughs>
1: apparently if you were a swinger back in the 80s yeah. you had pampas grass in your front garden and that was a, that was a signifier that you right. were up for swinging
0: so you had your you had your grass in the front garden and then a big bowl on the table in the lounge did you With throwing yeah but the in.
1: pampas grass was the thing that got people through the front
0: door <laughs> well, yeah so so maybe but what happened if you know what happened if you like knocked on someone's? St- I suppose it's I not don't know, like Sam. A freedom, I didn't get right? like, <laughs> well, it. Switch-
1: ch- I was a child in the 80s, number one. Number two, <laughs> I found out about the Pampas grass thing, which wasn't that long ago that I discovered this. I was like, holy shit. Right. So now I don't tend to go anywhere near Pampas grass.
0: <laughs> I'm guessing it's not just like an, you know, there's still rules. It's not like an open invite, is it? It's it's, still
1: (laughs) restricted. Well, the rules are (laughs) if if you're a swing, could you let us know what the rules are?
0: Well, there's probably a code, surely. Well, clearly, there's some, there's like bricolage, which are like things for the which is like stuff that a subculture has, you know. So, like, yeah, anyway.
1: (laughs) Comparison with bricolage and swinging.
0: I don't even know how we got here now. I've completely. It's a good job none of this is real, eh? <laughs> um, anyway, it's really good to be able to just go into party mode whenever you want. And yes, I would say so that was it. That was it. I would encourage anyone who hasn't been on holiday somewhere where alcohol's not like a big part of the culture to go and like experience that. <laughs> and, um, you know, you do you. You do you. No judgment. I
1: somebody else.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh, we've lost Ellie again. Uh, great. Right. On that mode, on that mode, on that, on that note, I don't think we've got much else to say. Um, We're going to uh, we go, oh, go and do a a very, what are we going to go and do? We're going to go and do a Q&A now, Ellie. Can you compose yourself?
1: Yes, can you put out, your poker face out. back on yeah yeah back in the room oh. yeah,
0: fair enough I'm I'm just going to go to the um to the website I was on before and cancel my order for seven pampas grasses that I'd accidentally made massive faux pas I've realized um
1: <laughs> saying yes to bricolage no to pampas grass <laughs>
0: oh right everybody have an amazing day here we are in in party mode Uh, don't don't let anyone ever tell your your, 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 go on if if
1: anybody manages to get a review in that mentions pampas grass (laughs) when we do finally get our t-shirts printed you can have one
0: people are loving the slippery fish as well people are absolutely loving that I keep getting messages from people saying (laughs) slippery fish um I just never thought this would be happening um that people would actually listen to my waffle and it might become, you know, helpful. So hopefully the Slippery helpful Fish is waffle. helping some people. Helpful waffle. It can mm-hmm. happen. Dreams do come true, people. They Dreams do. do come true. Right.
1: <laughs> I, I, nearly, I nearly started reciting Gabrielle lyrics there.
0: <laughs> I nearly sang a song earlier. I've forgotten what it was. But right. Love you all, lovely people. Have a bloody amazing uh, day, week year and we'll catch you soon so there you have it lovely people if you can get the word pamp- or the words pampas grass is it one or two who knows words into uh, a review Then <laughs> when we do get round to making some t-shirts we will be sending one to you now i don't think we'll be having the words pampas grass on those t-shirts but i will be lobbying um with vigor for us to be having the words slippery fish on one of them at some point <laughs> so we'll see how far that goes but we would love to see more of your reviews and uh, as ever thanks for the support you guys absolutely rock and uh we're having so much fun making these so uh please spread the word spread the love and we'll see you soon